The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, my goodness. Welcome. I hope you're here for a reason today, and I hope that uh, you've tuned in specifically for what we're going to talk about. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on your huge importance as a mother because the fact is that moms are responsible for raising up that next generation. I got a question for you. Do you ever feel like there's some stuff that's broken in your family? And maybe you feel a little bit of shame over that or discouragement. Well, we can help you get over that shame and discouragement today with help from a very famous mom. She's famous for helping other moms, actually. She was the very first president and CEO of Mops International, Mothers of Preschoolers, and she is now President Emerita, which she jokes makes her um, an old lady, but I disagree. And today she's going to help moms have a new view of the broken stuff in their lives, and she'll help you transform all of that into hope. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom right after 60 seconds from our amazing sponsors. moms, how about having some good old-fashioned fun with your family? Just drive up to the mountains and spend a day at Idrahaji, one of Colorado's oldest Christian camps, where you can choose from over 20 activity packages, including horseback rides, climbing, archery, and more to create the family adventure that's just right for you. Best of all, you'll enjoy biblical teaching designed to strengthen your family's faith. Idrahaji is implementing COVID prevention best practices, so schedule your adventure today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. I want to tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. Thanks to all the moms who listen and some dads and a few kids as well. I like to do this thing called Mom Market Shout Out. So this is just me saying hello and thanking you for listening. Hey, we got our first email ever from a mom in Little Rock, Lisa. I'm so glad to hear from her. So hello to the moms in Little Rock, also in Barber County, Kansas, and Level Plains, Alabama, and all around there. And, of course, our faithful moms right here in the greater Denver area. So grateful for you and hope that uh, this show is a continual blessing to you. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to have uh, a really good conversation that I think is just going to help you get through some stuff, overcome some stuff, get rid of some shame, realize how the yucky stuff in your life can be turned into something good. And uh, Elisa Morgan is going to help us do that. But I like to look for soundtracks to go with the topic that we're going to talk about on our show. Um, 
I don't know, sort of like what they do with TikTok videos if I'm going to try to be cool and modern. But I, I have my own <laughs> soundtracks for Channel Mom. And I thought this particular song would go really well with uh, what we're going to talk about in the show today. All, you know, all of the stuff uh, around brokenness. So here we go. Matthew West. There you go. Little broken things. And uh, it's true. God uses that stuff in our lives uh, to help us be a blessing, honestly. Elisa Morgan, she's an international speaker, co-host of the new podcast, God Hears Her. We're going to let you know how you can find that. She's authored over 25 books, including a book called The Beauty of Broken, which works for this show today, and the NIV Mom's Devotional Bible for 20 years. Elisa served as CEO of Mops International. She was the CEO when I first got to town. She's a wife and a mom and a grandma now. Welcome to Channel Mom, Elisa. <laughs> Jenny, it's so good to be with you. Well, I'm yeah. glad to have you on board. I was saying, I, we prayed before the show, and I was just saying that you're somebody who uh, has mentored me without even knowing it. I've had to look to your leadership and some and the things that uh, you've taught me, because you and I have run to each other over the years. Yeah. Um, and there are just some things that you have said that I've kept with me as I've tried to minister to moms myself. So thank you for that. I appreciate That's it. That's a cool thing. You know, a lot of us feel like we're not making any difference in our daily days. And you hear something like that, and you're like, you know what? We just need to be who God made us to be in a moment, and he can use it. That's right. And he has used you in my life. So thank you. All right. Thank so you. let's just, this is the fun stuff now. You get to talk about how broken you've been. Um, <laughs> so I, I, here's what I love about the show today is that there are moms all over the country now who tune into us who feel like they don't measure up, like they're not like other moms, like they don't have a perfect life um, for Facebook posts and Instagram, you know, loveliness. And they just feel like they've got more problems than other people. Like it's just not going to work out for them, especially in these times where we've got all kinds of yucky stuff going on. And yeah. uh, I, I want them to understand that you come from a place of brokenness, but you do see how God has turned that into something beautiful. So, so why don't you tell us some of the stuff you've had to deal with and, and how it's felt broken to you? Oh, sure, sure. And, you know, I think you said it really well there as you began. We all think we're the only ones. Mm -hmm. We think we're the only ones who've been wounded, the only ones who've made huge mistakes, the only ones who don't know what we're doing as moms. And, you know, time and again, when I tell my story, um, people come up and say, oh, my gosh, you just shared my whole life, but you did it out, out loud and, and on a stage. And, yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah, I just went first, you know. So, so so, my story is that I come from a broken first family, broken through divorce and broken through alcoholism. Uh, when I was five years old, my dad left us. And then as a preteen, I began to have my eyes open to, oh, my mom is struggling here. And as a single mom, it was really hard um, to just watch her and know that she needed help and it wasn't something that would happen for us, but I needed to get her to work, so I began to recognize she was struggling with alcoholism for herself. And, you know, honestly, Jenny, when I was in my later teen years, I heard about Jesus. I'd, I'd known God, but I didn't get the whole deal of how much He loved us. And as I began to discover that, I just, you know, fell into His arms and thought, okay, now I've got the formula, I've got the answer, and I made this commitment that with God, with Jesus, I was going to raise a perfectly intact second family. 
Yeah. And that that um, you know, get married. Um, we couldn't have kids biologically. We had them through adoption. Adored my children. Amazing years of enjoying them and raising them up. And in those years, as you mentioned, I served as uh, the president of MOPS International, Mothers of Preschoolers. And, oh, my goodness, you know, 10, 15 years into my tenure there, I found out that my teenage daughter was pregnant. And then my son began to struggle with his issues. And I felt like my second family just fell and broke all over again. And I, I wondered, as we all do, you know, what I had done to cause it, how I could have done things differently. And honestly, it was a time of great humbling to realize that I don't care how good we are. You know, yeah. We don't have any guaranteed results. And really, life is not about being all wrapped up with a bow. Life is about raising kids to the best of your ability and freeing them to be who they are. Right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I want people to get a little picture of, of how you did live as a child because uh, um, years ago, we had a friend who did struggle with addiction, and I used to recognize that, that her daughter was actually being the adult in the relationship, mm-hmm. and she was getting mm-hmm. her mom up and and helping her mom when she was using and and not cognizant of things around her and getting dinner for her mom and things like that and and you were sometimes that child that that the child that was having to get yeah. get her mom up and and caretake for her mom you were becoming a mommy to your mom very early yeah. right yeah, children of uh, alcoholics often become adults way, 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 way young, and we, we kind of miss our own childhood in some ways, although I had my fair share of imagination and fun. My mom did a good job of some things. She did some things really, really, really well. But but the responsibility really did fall to me to make sure our household ran, to make sure my little brother was fed, to make sure I got myself where I needed to go, to make sure my mom got up in the morning. You know, so, yeah, and... And it, it takes a toll, and, you know, in some ways, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, there are good things from it. Yeah. I'm a very tenacious, committed, loyal person in a relationship. If I say I'm going to do it, dadgummit, I'm going to do it. You know, that's that's how I am. But there's some things that are hard. You know, I, I know I've had some unrealistic expectations of others. I certainly have had some... Uh, over responsibility, I think, is one of the, the ways my therapist described it, which I love. Over functioning, thinking it's all up to me uh-huh. to raise my kids, and it's all up to me to make their decisions when it's really not. It's yeah. Really not. Well, and 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 I I want to say that as you were dealing with this, I want every mom who has any kind of problem to hear that you had problems and that you had to stand up and. Um, be a president who was uh, ministering to mothers with uh, your own brokenness and from a place of humility. And and I have watched God in my own life uh, again and again bring me to that place of, daughter, I got to have you go through some struggle so that you can be of good use to others in their struggles and that you can not come from a place of pride and I've got it all together, but a place of let me tell you about my issues so that I can can meet you in your issues. Um, And and I see how he has allowed that to happen in your life. And I'm sure as a woman of faith, you've been been to seminary and and you study the Bible and and I'm sure you you had your own kind of Christianese life going on and you were like, okay, so I've taught my daughter and my son that they shouldn't uh, you you know have uh, any issues with substance abuse and they shouldn't get pregnant when they're teenagers in fact they shouldn't have sex when they're teenagers and then all of that blew up and and you're like oh my gosh I, I I'm supposed to be this example and my kids are doing the very things I've I've taught them you know scripturally not to do right yeah yeah and, and you know the 
think if we all kind of listen when we hit these ditches, these potholes, you know, if, if we pay attention, I bet we'll hear the whisperings of God's grace earlier in our lives preparing us. For, for me, for example, when I was first approached to just apply to become the first president of Moss, I was like, are you kidding? You know, don't you know I'm the, the girl from the alcoholic family and the divorced family? I've never even been pregnant. You want me to be the president of this international movement of moms? What? You know, yeah. and of course, I always joke that I doubled up my therapy sessions, which I did. And But I had this <laughs> moment when I was in the grocery store praying about this opportunity and terrified, and I just felt God say, look around at all the other moms in here. And there they were with their, you know, their, their ponytails in those days and sweatpants. They'd be messy buns and yoga pants, the same thing. And he's just like, you know what, they have the same with cheese holes in their souls that you do, Elisa. And he just wooed me to his heart, and he goes, give me your deficits, and I'll make them your offering. And so 15 years before my life kind of went off the rails, God had prepared me. You know what? Nobody knows how to be a mom. God gives babies every time to people who've never been parents before. I don't know what he's thinking, you know, because he could give them to grandparents, but he doesn't. He gives them to moms. And, and I just felt immediately called as I moved into that position to stand on a platform of vulnerability. Well, that principle led me in my leadership. And then when our family took its own turn, it led me there um, under the, the guidance of the board of directors whom I shared this with in, in privacy as we family tried to decide how we would negotiate this, and as my daughter made her decisions about her future, our, our board came alongside, and I thought, do you want me to resign? You know, I felt so unqualified, and they just graciously said, why would we want you to resign when now there's going to be one more woman who has a preschooler giving birth in this world, and she happens to be in your very own family? And it, it's amazing how the things that we think disqualify us, when we put them in God's hands, can actually further equip us or further qualify us yeah. for work. It's so true. It's always, and it's, it's so, so often from a place of feeling reduced and humbled, and that's mm-hmm. the very place where we end up serving the best. But I, but I see God's beauty in that, Elisa, that you, you, um, and you confess this on, on your God Hears Her podcast, that you met your husband and he admitted that he'd gone through cancer and said, I'm not going to be able to have children with you and you'd, you'd have to go through adoption. And then lo yeah. and behold, you have a teenage daughter that has to give her child up for adoption or decides to give yeah. them up for adoption. And, right. and now you're equipped to to say, okay, I, I, I know how adoption can be a beautiful thing. And now you're also able to serve moms who, who are going through adoption and, and, and fostering and things like that in the mops community. Like, oh, she gets me. She understands. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. get to that place because, you know, you know, because you have a podcast. These things always go too quickly. How does a mom get over the shame of the brokenness in her own life. I mean, I even think moms who struggle with weight and, and, and obesity or, or not feeling pretty enough or not having enough money or not having a job that's impressive or not having the right kind of house or the right kind of clothes or, you know, and, and, and maybe a background of addiction or a, a background of abuse or whatever it is. So many moms don't feel like they're good enough. How do they get past the shame of their brokenness? Yeah, and then there's a number of um actual mistakes we make, losing mm-hmm, our temper, mm-hmm. um, having an affair, you know, whatever, stuff we actually do, not just stuff that's done to us, you know. And for me, I think my, my sin that I stubbed my toe on big time was pride. You know, I thought, well, pff, I'm not going to make any mistakes. I know Jesus. I know how to be, 
boom, you know, then he showed Sweet Pea, you're kind of proud. I'm like, oh, Shazam, you know. And yeah. So, you know, how do we get past it? I think it is a call to an ongoing relationship with a gracious God who sees us just as we are and loves us anyway because he sees us through Jesus. You know, when Jesus went dipped down into the Jordan River and came back up, there was a voice from heaven who said, this is my beloved son. With him, I'm well pleased. And when we know Jesus, you know, when we trust in him and understand that God gave him to be a source of rescue for us from our messes that I just reiterated, you know, when we understand that, then we need to get around to the other end of the camera, if you will, and look at ourselves the way God looks at us. He sees us as his beloved daughters, no matter what we've done, no matter what we've thought, no matter what we've felt or experienced or what has been done to us, God sees us through Jesus, and he loves us. And there, I love this. My pastor, Robert Jolinas, says this every time, and there's nothing we can do about it. God loves us, and there's nothing we can do right. about it. And, and when we begin to function on that platform, we can lift our heads again and not be defined by our pasts or by our less stands, but instead be defined by who God says we are. Well, and I think that we think that shame is appropriate. Like, we sh- I should just feel ashamed or embarrassed or, or try to hide my faults, when in fact that's not at all where God wants us. Um, and, and there's no. story after story in the Bible that would prove that. But but I want to get to the next two lessons before we have to say goodbye to you. And, and, and mm-hmm. number one is how God will use your brokenness. And then I want you to uh, tell moms how they can pass these lessons on to their babies. But th- th- it is an ongoing theme throughout the entire Bible that, that God uses broken things for good and that he can do that in your life even when you think you're beyond repair, even when you think he couldn't possibly use the yucky stuff in your life for something good. I've seen it in my own life happen again and again and again. I was just reminded of the story of Joseph who was in prison and wrongly accused and all these other things and, and he used all that he went through for something good. And, and I've met person after person who could say the same thing. They, 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 I, t- several years ago, I went through breast cancer and was fortunate enough to, to, you know, have it be pretty small and caught early. But it was still, you know, I had to say I had cancer. Nobody wants to say that. Your, your husband Evan's been through that. Nobody wants to say that. But he used it to, to bring me to a place mm-hmm. of understanding and humility f- before other moms to say, you know what? I'm broken too, girl. Yeah, I mean, we all have yeah. stuff. So, so tell mamas h- how that brokenness can be turned into something good. And let me just say, Jenny, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sorry that you've had to go through that. I remember a woman coming up to me after I spoke and saying, well, I had cancer, but it was just stage one, and it went by really fast, and I just feel like maybe it didn't count. <laughs> it just looked yes, I've funny. had that feeling. <laughs> I, I, that's so weird that you say that. I've it had is, that feeling, too. But the reality, and I really believe this, is that all pain counts, and pain is different in different degrees for each of us as we experience it, but it's all, it's all pain. So I'm sorry you had to go through that, but you're right. God uses throughout scripture broken things. You know, you can think about how he's, even the broken Ten Commandments to help the Israelites turn back to himself, or King David's broken heart after he sinned with Bathsheba, and that brought him back to God. Or, you know, even in the New Testament, broken fishing nets helped the disciples depend on God, or a broken flask of oil when Mary of Bethany anointed Jesus, or even the broken body of our Savior on the cross. God uses the broken, sometimes more more amazingly than the whole. And that's why that's why, you know, my story, I call it the beauty of broken. My book, I call it the beauty of broken, because when you put your brokenness in God's hands, he really can can bless you. Let me go to that topic of shame just for a second. Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter um, seven, I think it's verse ten. 
that godly sorrow is is really wonderful <laughs> in that it leads to repentance, which leads to salvation, and leads no regret. So we're really talking there about the kind of conviction that says, oop, I screwed up, oop, I'm sorry. I'm, that's what repentance is. And then God goes, you're free, sweet pea, I love you. And that leads to salvation, and we don't have to carry it around, it leads no regret. But the contrast is that worldly sorrow leads to death. And I really think the worldly sorrow in our culture, in our day, is what you described as shame. And there really is no role for it in a woman who loves God and is connected. But there's no purpose for shame. Right. Shame needs to just be scudded to the edge. So it, that's one of the things I really love to differentiate. With. Let, the, let the conviction convict you. If you need to turn and say you're sorry, say you're sorry. Yeah. And then receive the freedom that's intended for you. Don't now re-crucify yourself into something saying, no, I've got to make this worse. You know, I've got to make myself suffer because God doesn't ask that. No, no, the suffering's already been done for us. Um, and, and I love that you reiterate that lesson. All right. So in the last couple of minutes, and then we're going to tell folks how to find you, your books, your new podcast, uh, how do we translate this for our children and and you're an expert on preschoolers um and and i think uh-uh. of preschool <laughs> well come on you've been a mom and a grandmother now of preschoolers um but and, and you and you head up the organization for, for mothers of preschoolers but i i want to i i've watched my own children go through some struggles and and both my daughter and son have you know disobeyed some rules and um, embarrassed me and frightened me and you know things that that no mom wants to go through um you know neither one of them have landed in jail yet but but still there are those things that you might feel or want to feel shame over um how do you get your child to say okay you you're going through this thing that that isn't so great and and you wish you wouldn't have done it or whatever it is you know what i'm saying but but god's going to use it for good how do we get our kids there whether they're 2 or 20 yeah and, and i think it's it's really tricky. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm, I'm not sure we can always do that, to be honest. Okay. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of moments where my children have made choices I would never make. And, and here's what the Lord showed me, is that I'm not responsible for my children's choices. I'm responsible for my response to my children's choices. Mm-hmm. So for that, for me, I have continued to love them. I have continued to stand with them. I have continued to to be honest with them. I think one of the greatest ways, if this works, you'd have to ask my kids if this helped them or not, Um, but I try to to deal with my mistakes and do it before them. Not Hopefully not be defensive and say, no, never make me, but when I make mistakes, let them see me apologize. Let Let them see me change. Let that be a process that they observe. I, I think um, kids are going to be kids, and they're going to grow up to be adults, God willing. And their choices are going to be ones that they will answer to themselves. I think the older I get, and my kids are in their mid to late 30s now, and my grandchildren are 5 and 16, so we're way down the road in some ways. Yeah. The older I get, the more I go, you know what? If I feel embarrassed about a child or a grandchild's choices now, I need to deal with why is that embarrassing me? What is my issue here? Uh Not theirs, because I'm not in charge of theirs. I'm a grandmother now. But anyway, I'm not in charge of theirs. I'm in charge of my authenticity, my integrity before God. So that's another little principle I would throw in there for us as moms. Differentiate. If you're feeling freaked out, embarrassed about your child's behavior, what is that about for you? Yeah. And then maybe you can discern, now how can I help them and show them I'm there with them? Yeah, you're right. It's not about us and we shouldn't let our pride get in the way. And I've certainly done that. And so you're right. You got to back off and say, why am I responding to this? 
yes, I want yeah. what's best for my child, but but I need to check my own response to what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not about me in the end. All right. So tell folks, Elisa, how they find you, your books, your new podcast, God Hears Her. How do they find it? Oh, I'm delighted to share. Of course, you can go to elisamorgan.com. It's E-L-I-S-A morgan.com, and everything's there. But we really are excited with our Daily Bread Ministries, which is where I serve now, about a podcast for women called God Hears Her. So you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to GodHearsHer.org, and you'll find the books, the podcasts, and the community. My co-host is a phenomenal young woman named Erin, E-R-Y-N, Eddie, E-D-D-Y, who has a lifestyle clothing company called So Worth Loving. And she just has fantastic products, and her mission is to get past the shame and into your worthiness. And so she's in her 30s. I'm in my 60s. And we get together sometimes with a fun guest like Margaret Feinberg or Philip Yancey or Vivian Mabuni, but often just the two of us in this cross-generational friendship that is just full of chemistry. And we talk about the reality of how does God hear us. In fact, this last, this coming Sunday, the uh, just in a few days, we're doing our very last Insta Live at 2 p.m. Denver time, if anybody wants to join 2 us. 2 p.m. Mountain time, okay. keep it real. Yes. And just I, keep it real. And I appreciate it. i got to let you go. But but thank you for being with me on Channel Mom. Thank you for all that you've done for mothers for so many years, Elisa, and in your own mothering yes, and grandmothering. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom, Elisa. Take care. Bye. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, so next week, I hope you know this week, by the way, was a help to you. But next week, we're going to talk about the fear virus. Pastor Ed Young has written a book about how fear plagues us, and uh, we're going to get over that. Uh, And then also, I just want to remind you, go check out ChannelMom.com. Be blessed there. Help us if you want to help us, but let us help you as well. And finally, moms, this is the time where I thank you for all you do. I know some people overlook it. You don't get thanks. I'm thanking you for how hard you work to raise your babies well. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.